This pill will make sure- I know, it'll be important later. <laughs> you idiots, you got the wrong turkeys, you dick fart. Just hearing him song call so someone a dick funny. fart. Oh my hilarious. gosh. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Dork Side Nexus. My name's Tanner. Is this thing on? I'm Corey. And it's Cobra Papa Papa T. <laughs> we didn't make it 30 I seconds. I can't keep a straight face. <laughs> There are good vibes in this room today. I'm oh, absolutely. It. Very, very good vibes. Corey's all goo goo gaga. Well, hey, I mean. <laughs> I'm in love, I'm in love, and I don't care who knows it. Nah, that's a little soon, but I love the movie Elf. That's a good movie. John Favreau. Yeah. Honestly, can't watch it. What? I can't. What do you hate? Christmas and yes. joy? Yes. And Will Ferrell? I am a thief of joy. You're a mean one. Mr. Karg. <laughs> <laughs> no, my problem with Christmas, guys, is this. My entire life, even going back to a teenager, when I started working, I worked in jobs where I always fucking ended up having to work around the holidays yeah. way more than I yeah. did. So Christmas for me could care less. Just another day. And stress and more work. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, we're closed on Christmas. Go spend it with your family. And then I get to wake up bright and early the next day. To deal with a mob of people at my ski shop trying to get rentals. And I'm just like. Ah! Oh, and don't forget, you know, did you get all the presents for everybody and driving around and every store is playing the same fucking five Christmas songs for the last 90 years. All I want for Christmas is you. Well, that's like the last like. That was beautiful. 30. Good one. Yeah, it was a good one. I like that. The amount of money she has to have made off of that song. Yeah, Mariah Carey. Have you guys ever seen "You Don't Mess with the Zohan"? Yes, yes. I it's love been a while, movie. but yeah. yeah, I love. No, that no, movie. no, 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 no. <laughs> I love you, Mariah. <laughs> I find you. I come to where you are. <laughs> was <laughs> was that your feet? Yes, it was my feet. The yeah. feet uppercut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that Scrappy in a long Coco. time, but it's so good. <laughs> Scrappy Coco. Oh, oh, I love when um. He's banging Paul. Nick Swardson's mom. Oh, that was funny. Too. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, no, I love uh, when Paul Mitchell is calling him. I want to speak to Scrappy. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, no. <laughs> After he's been trying to work at the Paul Mitchell salon. Oh. Uh, that movie's so good. I, the fizzy bubble. <laughs> it's not for me. Shoves <laughs> the whole thing. I, the mic. I need to rewatch that movie. It's been years. Yeah, I definitely got to rewatch it. I can't it. remember enough of that movie to quote it. I'll watch it with you guys. I, there was a while I was that was that is my favorite Adam Sandler movie besides The Waterboy. The Waterboy. Oh, movie. that's hilarious. I uh, love The Waterboy. Really? Do Do you want to know why? Yes. Because it's a movie that encourages staying hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm. Here we go. And we're back. Here we go. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even have to break Brooksy down this week, guys. This is great. Corey did all the work for me. Yeah, the, the pyramid has be begun to crack, uh -huh. so, so to speak. <laughs> so to speak. Uh, I don't know if you figured it out, guys, but Brooksy tends to be the more reserved one of, us, of the three of us. It's and, true. And I just live to break that super reserved shell that he's like, I'm going to be super knowledgeable. I'm like, oh, yeah, you can be knowledgeable. But come on, man. Open up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh. The, the, the Tanner's like I did it but at what cost <laughs> that's what I feel like 
We gotta turn it off! Turn it off! <laughs> what did it cost? Everything. Did you do it? Yes. What did it cost? Everything. What have you done? What did you do? You should have gone for the head. Well, guys, I have a question before we hop into the rest of this episode. You got a question? I have a question, too. What's your question? I'm ready. So is it shorts plus jeans equals shorts, or is it jeans <laughs> minus shorts equals sh- <laughs> shorts? <laughs> <laughs> and Brooksy's done. That, that pyramid oh, is completely the crumbled. The pyramid is beginning to tumble. It's beginning to tumble. See... You don't get to jorts without jeans, right? Right. 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 So are you adding the shorts element or are you taking away the shorts element? So what you're saying is it's actually shorts minus jeans equals jorts. Maybe. Deep stuff here, guys. Deep stuff. We ask important questions here on Dorkside Nexus. We ask the real questions so that you don't have to. <laughs> One more question. What is the superior milk? Oat. Oat, exactly. It's oat, oat milk. milk. And for my lactose intolerant ass, anyway. Sorry. Nope. Huh? Nope. What? You like the real stuff? I Cow like... nectar? Yeah. Cow nectar. Listen. <laughs> In listen. particular, of the... Pink variety, strawberry milk. Ooh, I almost got one of those the other day for the first time in years. Anytime I go to a gas station and I have a sweet tooth, let's see if they have some strawberry Nesquik. Nesquik, hell yeah. yeah. Or if they have like a local farms, which is a thousand times better. The Riverbend has this this maple milk. Yeah, their maple milk. And then uh, Hogback Mountain has the maple soft serve. Listen, listen. Perfection. Listen. Perfect. We're Vermonters. Maple in anything is good. Yeah, except chili. No, no, no. Chili. Oh, wrong. No, (laughs) wrong. Wrong. Absolutely not. Maple syrup and chili. No bueno. Not not happening. Listen, Listen, chili is the best, especially with maple syrup. It makes it sweet. Wrong. Not spicy. (laughs) That sounds like Corey's love life. Sour cream and a little cheese. Wait, nope. I wish I knew you were going to say that before I said that. (laughs) (laughs) Totally off the cuff today, guys. But we just went. Oh, Corey's got something to say. My quick question. Okay, so I've been listening to a lot of music lately. What's your favorite, when you think of Star Wars music, what song instantly plays in your mind? Imperial March. Right? Right? It's my it's my ringtone. I think Battle of the Battle of the Heroes, the Obi-Wan versus Anakin fight music. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that one's a good one. I would definitely have to say like the opening theme that they have when the yeah. the, the scroll. Yeah. That's that's just me. Just no, the no, classic. but I mean that's where my mind goes to a lot. But more often than not, I connect with the Imperial March more. I love it. The fact that it's in a minor key and just that those dark overtones that it has. Mm. You heard that in a major key. It's so off-putting. I don't think I have. No, it is I so off-putting to sit there and listen to the Imperial March in a major key. Because I'm just like, why does it sound happy when it's supposed to be dark? <laughs> well, that's, that's the beauty of John Williams is that his music does 
strange stuff, like how uh, Ray's theme is basically the Emperor's theme, and how the Emperor's theme is the same song from episode one when they're doing the the whole celebration at the end. Yeah, and that's in a major key versus a minor key. That's how, okay. Yeah, so I'm not the most skilled on my music theory as someone who's played guitar. I was definitely a bedroom guitarist who forced himself how to learn, so there's that. No professional lessons there. But when you're listening to music, especially like the Star Wars stuff, it's easy to hear the difference. The minor key sounds more dark and more ominous uh, than the major key does. Going to some of the music I listen to, pop punk music, bands like Simple Plan from back in the day, you know, Newfound Glory. A lot of that stuff's in a major key. It sounds peppier, brighter, and more upbeat. Minor key, you'll find more in stuff that's like metal and things like that that have the darker overtones. Now, that is the most basic way to explain it. I'm not, like I said, by any means good on my music theory. But to just the general public that doesn't know anything about it, that's the simplest way to explain it. And I'm probably still wrong, but hey, I'll own that. I learned something here today. The more you know. (laughs) The more you know. So, we went to Bo- Fan Expo Boston this past weekend. Guys. Fan Fan Expo Expo Boston, Boston, Boston. 2022. Two, two, two. Why was his so good? <laughs> yeah, just practice. That was not a voice effect. That was just Brooksy. Damn. Hey, thank you. <laughs> that, was, that was really good. I'm actually, I'm a little shook by that. Hey, thanks. <laughs> it hot in here or is it just me <laughs> no it's getting warm again <laughs> uh yeah fan expo boston what a friggin' experience that was so i've been to a couple of vermont cons before and they're you know vermont cons they're tiny they're in the hotel lobby and it's fun it's a good time there's a couple vendors this was yeah this is like humongous the, this is the big leagues i've been to anime boston for Three years, and even that has that has some big lineups for voice actors. Even that has nothing to how many people, vendors, and uh, celebrities that they had available this year. The celebrity lineup was stacked. It was honestly kind of gross how stacked it was. It was like looking at someone who uh, definitely decided to get the arm implants instead of working out stacked. Oh, yeah. The good old synthol. The cheat way. Mm-hmm. What's this? Uh, not somebody send this? me a link? Yes. Y- uh, yes. I can, I can help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Point you in the right direction of when it comes to working out. Do, don't do this. Don't do that. Oh. But I was hoping for a miracle chip that would help me just like muscle mar. Um, well, no. No. Darn. It looks bad. I'll have to use old-fashioned effort. But yep. needless to say, guys, the lineup was amazing, but it was also probably a, served as a detriment to the whole thing, in my opinion, just because of the sheer number of people that were there and the chaos that it was to do the celebrity meet and greets. There was an astronomical amount of people. Me, for one, I had a fortunate, uh, ex- um, a fortunate and yet sadly quick experience meeting a specific celebrity who I will talk about later. Uh, but I was in line meeting this this one for two and a half hours just because of how many people were there. It was just absolutely pandemonium. And not even to mention mm. just like the like I wanted to meet Ewan McGregor. Like I really, really did. 
but man, it was $300. I can't justify it. Yeah. That's more than my car payment. Yeah. Did you do the Ewan experience? Yeah. Like, it's cool. Like, wow. But I mean, I'd rather spend, you know, like a third of that and meet, <clears throat> you know, somebody somewhat lame like Kevin Smith. Not that I'm saying Kevin Smith is lame. Gee, you know, but he says this after he got his photo taken with him and has to backtrack. And he's like, oh, my Where? God, I just said Kevin Smith is lame. Can't believe it. I can't believe it. I know. I know. Not that he's lame, but I mean, he's the guy who made yoga hosers. Like, he's not like you and fucking McGregor. Not yeah. Daddy Juan Kenobi, as y'all say. <laughs> Philip Morse. Hmm. Oh, yes. <laughs> From the movie with him and Jim Carrey. I still have to finish that movie. It is. I mean, it's a tough pill to swallow of a movie. It's fucking good, but it's a tough pill to swallow because it's just so out of left field. You're just like, what am I watching? Yeah, it, it doesn't strike me as anything within those guys' wheelhouse. And then you I mean, watch it and it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, no, this makes sense. No, I mean, for those of you who don't know, Philip Morris is a character from the movie. I love you, Philip Morris, in which Ewan McGregor plays the title character and Jim Carrey plays who is actually the main character. I can't remember his name in it, but the character is based off of a real life con man who is still alive and in the prison system here in the United States. Um, totally extreme movie about how Jim Carrey was in the closet, married with kids and then came out later in life and falls in love, well, becomes a con man. And commits all these crimes, ends up in jail, and falls in love with Ewan McGregor's character, Philip Morris. The whole movie is just hilarious, but it is so extreme that I don't feel comfortable describing it on the air. It's not one of those movies that you hear like Jim Carrey and you go, oh, yeah, everyone's heard of this one. It's not like The Grinch or The Mask or... I don't know how I watched it. I think my cousin showed up with it and he's like, I just picked this movie up for dirt cheap. Let's watch it. I was like, all right, why not? This is before Netflix was like really streaming it was like just dabbling into streaming so it was back when you order and you get the dvds mm-hmm. oh yeah like what or, three at a time or you hit the red box red box oh my god so those are good for video games nowadays i feel like that's the only thing you can get yeah, any movie anywhere at this yeah, point yeah and you guys remember gamefly yeah i never used it but i remember their commercials yeah i used it when i lived in california at, um because so, it was reliable then you'd actually knew when you'd get your mail unlike where we live um it was for me as a kid gamefly was great because i got to play so many video games that my parents would otherwise not buy um yeah there were times i wish i could have kept the games but you know it is what it is i liked it at the time but now with everything being cloud-based doesn't really matter too much unless you don't have internet like my ancient ass (laughs) it's not my fault Hey, the rock I live under is very nice. Hey, Patrick Star. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Fan I Expo Boston. Jesus Christ. Every time I think I can transition us back to where we're supposed to be and yeet somebody. No, nope, I derail things. Yeah, that's fine. That's why I, I don't have a job as a train conductor. <laughs> All aboard. Uh, the train's um, off the rail. <laughs> Sorry. Do we, do we need to get... Who do we call for that? You're fired. Okay. <laughs> Fan Expo Boston. Yeah, no, it was just absolutely <clears throat> packed. I mean, it was seriously like... I have been to many a concert. I've been to big shows where you have to fight to get to the, the front of the stage. You have to deal with the mosh pit and throngs of people touching you. I have never in my life 
dealt with what I before I've never dealt with before what I we dealt with this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, it it was packed. There were times where you were stuck in like call it traffic pretty much because you literally you cannot stop moving and, in but some you're also of the tight can't areas. Move, but you also can't <laughs> move. It's a weird combination of the two. And you are literally genitals to butt with the person in front of you. Just just think of like penguins walking. That's literally how everybody was moving around through this convention. Oh my god. The cosplays. There were so many great cosplays, but I have to bring this up. There was one dude, Corey, and I and I pointed him out when we were took our break breather outside and went back again. In the Godzilla, Godzilla. cosplay. <laughs> yeah. This dude had a like a 10-foot tail behind him, and I'm like, oh my god. I don't know if you if you don't know or you're just a dick. I'm fairly certain he was expecting a, a way more open venue than uh, yeah, what we absolutely. got. That was just there there was no way. And the Boston Convention Center is massive. It, it's absolutely massive, and it just was so tight. Now, granted, they only used roughly, I want to say, probably three-fifths of it. There was pro- there was a section of the convention center that wasn't opened up to the, the show floor. It looked and, like they were doing some repairs, but it was very, very minor in one of the rooms. You could tell they definitely didn't expect as many people to turn out to this year. No. No. Absolutely not. I mean, because when by the time we got there, there were still a, a throng of people going up to the get day passes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that line was. Well, we were like, oh, we just got to pick up our thing and our, our lanyard, and it was it was wild. But we it got, was we so got there cool. earlier, and I think probably like an hour before you guys, and the lines were pretty backed up. They were pretty built. Fortunately, they were moving very quickly, so we only had to wait like maybe a minute until we got our passes, got our lanyard, and we were able to get right in. Also, by the way, I hate having to activate my own pass. That was kind that of was silly. Annoying. That's that's annoying. Like if you're literally, you should be able to be like, oh yeah, that's your ticket that you purchased there on your phone, or you just showed me here. Here's the pass. Bing. They scan it themselves, and it instantly puts you into the system. Yeah. Like for me to have to take, it, it's it's just a frustration. It's a first world problem, and I understand that. But for me to, oh yeah, here's your lantern. Here's the steps on how to activate it. Now go over there and activate it before you can get in. I'm like, dude, uh- there's like 50 other people here. In this one, like, 10 foot by 10 foot square that I'm standing, and you're making us all just activate these passes. Like, like, imagine you didn't have a phone, or you didn't have anything on you, you were just going to visit or whatever. Like, what am I supposed to do? Just not activate my pass? Yeah. Am I screwed? Yeah, that, like, that was one frustration that I had with it. I mean, obviously I'm frustrated with dealing with that many people, because my social anxiety battery was just like... You're not alone. I was extremely overwhelmed in that place. I, I've i been to a Breaking Benjamin concert earlier this year, and I was, I was fine. I was expecting there were going to be a lot of people. It was a great concert. This, I don't get social anxiety. I started to, to at this convention. That, that's just how crowded it was. That's, we're talking a lot of smack right now, guys, but that's just us venting about, like, getting there it's just one of the con the con things that these conventions have yeah there's gonna be a lot of people it sucks but it is what it is there's gonna be some pros but definitely some cons the con there were a lot of pros (laughs) fuck god damn it i knew you was gonna do that (laughs) i had a feeling that's why i set it up 
But no, like as much as we're going to complain about some of the things that bummed us out, like overall, it was a fantastic experience. Yeah. I wish I could go back. Some of the cosplays were incredible. Oh my God. I, you know, I've never been into cosplay and I've always debated getting into it. Yeah. And I just saw all these cosplays. Obviously I've seen them online and things like that, but seeing them in person and how in up close, how much detail these people can put into it. Cause yeah, you can with the camera quality that we have in this day and age. You're, yeah, sure, you could see a lot of those details, but it's not the same as being up close and personal. You don't have a filter sitting there over the top as another layer of that picture that you have to fight through to figure out what's going on. Like that Captain Rex cosplay that was there. Oh, he was so cool. That was one of my favorites personally because of the details in that setup. Oh, he was so nice. I was like, "Can I get a picture with Rex?" And he's like, "Do you want to hold one of the blasters?" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Of course I do. You can't go wrong holding a DC-5. Right? What? I think that's what it is. I'm pretty sure. I, 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 I don't know, know why I questioned it. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> sounds about right. DC-5 is a pistol, and then the DC-15 is the typical uh, combat rifle. And then the heavy, I think, is uh, the DC-20. And, and then the DC-17 is the uh, Republic Commando rifle. Yeah. And then what is it? The E-11's Empire? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then the E5 is the battle droid. Yeah. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> but but no, the, it, the costumes were absolutely amazing. And were, everywhere you look, there's something from something you love. There was one guy who had a really good put together Witch King of Angmar cosplay. I, I, you know, I, I saw photos of him. I didn't see him anywhere. I, I missed the Rex. I thought I saw him briefly um, in one part of the uh, floor, but I I don't think it was him. But the Witch King of Angmar, he t- he popped right out, and I was like, "Hey man, can I get a photo with you?" And he's like, "Oh, absolutely." He's like, "Just," he's like, oh, "I'm actually going outside because I'm dying in this thing." <laughs> I mean, he's layered up with different bits of his cosplay, but it, he did a really good job with it. There was like Captain America's. There was one uh, Netflix Daredevil. The dude was spot on. It was perfect. And then, like, within the first five minutes of walking onto the floor, Jesus. I saw Jesus. Yeah, there, there's always one or two dudes who are dressed as Jesus. Guy dude, had aviators dude, on. I, listen, I wish I saw Jesus. You know what I saw instead? A grown-ass man walking around in a diaper because he thought it was funny. Yeah, I did see that while I was waiting for some celebrities. Oh, my Luckily, God. I missed diaper guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you were, you were about five minutes too late for not, diaper guy. Not. I was too busy hanging out with Ahsoka. Not not impressed. Um, no, not in the slightest. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, oh no, Boop. we are now experiencing technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, man, my inner child crush can't happened again. I saw Starfire. I saw a few decent Ravens. Mm. Saw yeah, Shigo. I'm sitting there like Shigo. Sorry, <laughs> I saw a few Shigos. I was like, huh. I was like, no wonder I have a t- no wonder the type of women I'm into is the type of women I'm into. There was, <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, there was one guy who had a very, very he looked very close to Tom Holland. He had the, um, the Tom Holland style uh, style Spider Man, and then he had a backpack, no mask, and it just zipped up to here and. I don't. I didn't get a picture with him, but I was like, 
I wish my buddy Corey was with me because he would love your costume. Dude, there was a video game looking Miles Morales. It was perfect. Yep. I wish I got like the names of some of these cosplayers so that we could give them the credit that they deserve. Yeah, if if any of you listen to us, you, you guys killed it with your costumes and cosplays. Oh, there was a Batman, I think it was like Arkham game kind of Batman and Batgirl. They were perfect. There was a couple that was dressed as um like a military Clint Barton and uh white suit uh Natasha. Ooh. And I was like, Oh man, you guys you guys are killing it with the cosplays. It's like he had um it looks like a like a replica style um the desert digi camo but he had like the shield velcro patch on one of his arms and i was like that's cool that's really awesome people uh, are so creative um one of my favorite cosplays i saw and it's funny how i ran into this one cuz i literally ran into this one I was turning and walking from one booth to the next, and I tripped over a tail, and I'm like, what in the fuck? And I look over, I'm like, oh, Lord Beerus, I'm so sorry. Please don't destroy my planet. (laughs) He's there for the cuisine. He's there for the cuisine, even (laughs) though the cuisine cuisine was was probably super expensive. The cuisine was also garbage looking. I did not purchase it. Neither did I. when me and my girlfriend were in line, we looked at each other and we're like, no. Listen, I was so disappointed that there was not some ballsy ramen uh, vendor there that's like, fuck it, let's make, let's just make a vat of ramen, we'll serve one style of ramen the entire time, we'll charge eight bucks for a small thing of it. Uh, dude, all of us would have been sitting there mowing down yep, noodles yeah. like it's an anime. There's, where Anime Boston is held is at the Prudential Mall and Sheraton Hotel. Yep. In the Prudential Mall, every year anime boston happens there's a restaurant called wagamama's that place explodes with patrons and customers dude we're best all- ramen place in boston wagamama's listen, listen i don't care if you're not into anime like myself or you are like we, myself we all are down with the nudes i see what you mm-hmm. did there <laughs> I didn't. What? <laughs> the nudes. The nudes. The nude. The the nu- the nudes. He's got an udon for noodles. Noodle. Okay. <laughs> All right. I was just like, well, I think we might be watching different anime here. Uh, what? Sir Meliodas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my girl is like a huge, like huge weeb. So I'm gonna have to get like even more into so, anime now. So I was just introduced okay. to Demon I Slayer. Get- Demon Slayer's a good one. That's just, a good one. Literally is. just started it. Like only I, I got like through an episode and a half because I was at a friend's house and then him and I started to go do something else. Um oh, you guys you guys are so cute getting just started into anime. <laughs> it's so adorable. Listen, listen. Here I am reading Berserk and I'm just like so much pain! So much pain. <laughs> listen, I only ever fucked with Dragon Ball. Like that was I respect that a lot. I, and that's I'm, that's really what it was. Um I had a hard time with Naruto. I thought I was gonna love Naruto when it came out, and I was like, I hate this. Mm. I like I really do. I don't find Naruto interesting. I have no interest in it, yeah. That's okay. Everybody's got a I mean, different taste. It, I mean it, I was at the right age that that came out and that was prevalent. Like yeah. I remember when that started airing here in the United States, and I was like this looks really cool. This looks awesome. And I'm just like, eh. the, the, Believe pre- it. the, 
<laughs> the pre uh the Naruto original show. It does kind of it is a little slow and then after um a certain point it does kind of drag. Now, do you know what it is that I have a problem with with a lot of anime and it's everyone I've ever watched is the exposition is almost too much. How much emphasis they put on things like running up to somebody. I'm like, "Oh my god, how many times do I need to see this scene cut to him f- running up to this guy?" Literally, it goes like seven times. He's like talking and then cuts to the guy running, talking, cuts to the guy running. I'm like <sighs> There's just so much extra, I feel like, and that's probably because I don't have the attention span to deal with it, but, you know, the amount of, I get the scene from seeing the flashes once or twice. I don't need to see them a million more times in order for me to understand that what the scene is. That's honestly part of what my problem with it is, and even though we're starting to dabble in Demon Slayer, in the first episode it happens, like, just that, like, oh, He's holding his sister and then the dude's running up to him and still holding his sister. Dude's running up to him. I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. I, that's really what my problem is, is all that extra. And Dragon Ball Z, as we all fucking know, is the biggest culprit of that. Thank you, Frieza. Yeah, no, that's probably that still holds the title of the longest uh, anime fight to this day. Well, you know why it's that long? It's the longest. There's a legitimate reason behind it. Because as they're that, moving so fast, because five minutes really nope, is five hours. Nope. There's a legitimate fight. reason in real world explanation for it. He was still working on the manga as that was airing. Yeah, yeah. that's the legitimate reason for it. Huh. So they had to basically put all this filler in. Because the, the the Frieza saga didn't wrap yet. Yeah. Wait, they didn't finish the show without the story being. No, what, what they didn't George was, R. R. Martin. Yes, what, exactly. While, they, exactly. What was happening was yes, Akira Toriyama while doing the story um, for the fight between Goku and Frieza, he was writing it. So Toei Animation, um, essentially had to like stretch out via the show so that way the manga could kind of like catch up a little bit yep so which that does happen in anime i've what, heard of that a couple what of happens times. is is that they a lot of shows what they do is manga comes out and then they do a show and then the the show does really good and then the manga it just takes a while for the manga and then the show goes really good and then what happens is they have to add in all this filler and then Either a the the filler goes back to right where the manga is, or the anime tanks, and usually that's not a good sign. No, I mean I loved Dragon Ball Z growing up. Yeah. I did. I fucking hated GT. I was like, this is GT is um yeah, and then What's Super. GT? It. I'm not even going to break down the timeline. We'll talk about it after. The, yeah, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon the whole Dragon Ball universe from Dragon Ball to Z to GT and then back to Super. Fuck, dude. It's, it's Yeah, it, no, there's like 900 episodes of that show and I just can't it just Dragon Balls, man. Just take just get there. <laughs> it, well, what's what's needed to get there is them powering up. That's yeah. that's the thing. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Um I I couldn't even stomach GT. I've just recently started watching Super because it there's so much of it available now. 
Super's good. And I, I, and I like I'm, Super. And I'm really enjoying it. I'm like not too, too far into it, but I'm absolutely enjoying it because it feels like Dragon Ball Z did. You will notice that there is a lot of animation um, errors, but they do fix that later on, just as a heads up. Yep. Because a lot of people nitpicked about it and... But eventually, later on, they they do fix it. Um, but yeah, I could see that you decided to pick up a Super Saiyan Blue Vegito over there. Thank you. Somebody called it Gogeta, and I got really offended. Gogeta is the Metamarese that has the vest. And I think he's dumb looking. The vest is dumb. I like Gogeta, but Vegito is... Way awesome. cleaner, way cleaner looking. It, yeah. Um, I've always loved the, because I knew about the Super Saiyan Blue. Yeah. For since before I started watching the show, I love Super Saiyan Blue. Yeah. Just the color blue they picked for the hair. Uh, yeah, the divine, uh, the divine key that they that they have access to. Oh is god, awesome. it's so cool. Other things that we were able to notice at. Fan Expo um, was I was able to acquire Tanner with his favorite poster, which I'm still shocked that they sold it for five dollars. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it is a reprint of the poster and it is a a miniature. So before we dive into what it is, I will preface it with that, because if it was the real thing, it would not have been five dollars. Absolutely not. None of us would own it right now. And it's too expensive. It is a reprint of the original Revenge of the Jedi poster. I found it at one vendor hidden way in the back of a box that he had. And fortunately, he I bought two, one of which um, was a Clone Wars uh, poster, a miniature of the same size. And this one was right behind it. And he had two laminate sleeves left. Yeah, so it is currently up. In the studio directly across from my return of the Jedi full size poster. Now, if you're confused about Revenge of the Jedi, what does that mean? When George was originally releasing the films, uh, 1983, they were just about to come out to theaters. I mean, we're talking like two months before. Yeah. It was originally titled Revenge of the Jedi. And then George made this like heel turn of like, well, you know, uh, a Jedi doesn't want revenge. They, you know, maybe, maybe if he returns. And so that's where the title the- and they got rid of it. And he'd been sitting on it for years because then we see Revenge of the Sith 2005. What almost like 20, 22 what, years tw- later. Yeah, two years later. Yeah, we get Revenge of the Sith. So he gets his little uh, satisfying moment. But yeah, I would definitely post an Insta. Oh, that, of that, that will because be up. I love that image. That will be up for sure. We uh, I, I have some photos from everyone's halls from con that I haven't posted yet. So those will, those will be up on the Instagram here shortly. Um, no, I mean just the sheer amount of stuff though. Like that, that's another side of it that was overwhelming is I didn't know where to look to find something to buy. Cause I wanted to buy so much stuff that I became numb and it had to really, really stand out for me to want to go home with it. Yep. Yeah. There was, there was one vendor that had like different types of swords um, he even had like a foam Leviathan axe from God of War four. And he even had a metal. I can't, I don't know. I can't remember what style of me- um, metal it is or if it's painted. It's got that almost like rainbow, like sheen on it. 
um he had an energy sword like a dulled but metal energy That's- sword and i was like oh man i really want that there was a uh master sword from there were a few of those and like i'm talking like a full-size metal one with with the sheath and everything he had there was one guy who had two one the same guy had um a metal uh leather strap uh custom made captain america shield Mm -hmm. price not worth it um he had uh excuse me he had some magnums from halo that's not what I thought you were going to say, but okay. <laughs> nope. <laughs> not those. Not those magnums. Um, he had some... Holy shit, it goes up to my elbow. <laughs> Stay safe. Stay safe. Practice safe sex. Um, he had some hand cannons from Destiny. He had some other swords from Breath of the Wild. He had two sets of Kratos's chaos blades that had the chain. I saw those. I was I like, was oh, like Brixie, oh, where is he? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he had just, I think he had a few um, other like random katanas. I think he had the red one that Wolverine has. I don't know what, what that sword is called. Are you talking about the guy with the huge wall of different props and stuff? Yeah, yeah, They yeah. had Mjolnir. They had yep. a bunch of different, like, they pistols had, and stuff. They had um, a sword, uh, a silver sword from the Witcher th- video games. The Eye of Agamotto. They, and then that. somebody else had a, the actual, like, sword from the Witcher series that Geralt puts the brooch on in the first episode. There was another vendor who had Aragorn's sword. Yep. Like, the... What? Yeah. It was full metal, too. Did it have the... I think it has an insignia on it. I'm pretty sure it had some, like, Elvish oh, or something man, on I it. I miss that. That one was so cool. Oh, an- another vendor had Sting. Two versions of Sting. Yes. Um, they... Right next to it, they had Legolas's twin swords. Those are my favorite. I wish I saw those. Yeah, I'm just... They had a lot of stuff. They had a lot of stuff, and to be honest, overall, I'm not upset with some of the pricing. Like, obviously, there's certain vendors who were... Who were charging an exorbitant amount um but it's the ease of finding this stuff yeah that's that's the thing you'd have to scour the internet the only thing i was disappointed with and it goes to my comment about the super saiyan blue is i've been dying to get my hands on the super saiyan blue funko pops like dying i passed on them over at our local bull moose because they were like 70 bucks and i'm like this is going to be the place that i find them yeah, no, I need to buy them at Bull Moose because they were like $150 on everywhere I looked. $120 to $150 on the convention floor. I didn't know you were looking for one because I found one at for You find me the Vegeta one specifically? I'll be thrilled. Well, they had one where it was ultra... Uh, I'm not going to say anything because that's going to be a spoiler alert. Never mind. Yep. Right. Um, well done. Well done. <laughs> well done, good man. <laughs> anyway, um, I... Um, had a lucky opportunity to meet two great celebrities. Um, one of which was our very own Master Chief, Stephen Downs. And I'm going to tell you right now, that is probably the nicest dude you could ever meet. Said, walk right up to him, shook his hand, put his hand on my back. I was like, you are literally embracing how Master Chief is with people. It was an honor and a privilege to meet Steve. I love that. 
I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't mean to make you jealous about who the other the other celebrity I met. Uh, I already know. I was able to meet Miss Ashley Eckstein, and she signed the other poster that I bought. And she is a sweetheart. Ahsoka Tano herself. I Yo. found an Ahsoka action figure. But it was from the Mando, so it was Rosario Yo, Dawson. Could you imagine, if they were really good, they would have scheduled Rosario and Ashley together, yeah. like, next to each other. Yeah. If they had both Ahsokas there, I'd, I'd have no money left, because I would have been trying to meet them the entire time. The, yeah. the one thing that I was really upset with about meeting her, other than the wait time, there was a guy who was in the VIP line that has one of those. Um, they're not a shopping cart, but it's like one of those cubicle type size carts. He had that thing full and all of it was pop figures, action figures, posters. He had like the posters rolled in like the tube and Every single thing he signed. He was probably up there for a good 30 minutes. See, that's rude. Is that the VIP they get to sign more than one thing? Well, here's the thing. There's no limit to how much you can sign because each celebrity, that's basically cash roll. Yeah. So... There's the, you you can just bring up a whole shopping cart and as long as you're paying them they can sign it. But that is so rude and you know that motherfucker is right now posting that shit on eBay. Oh, without a uh, doubt. Without a doubt. Like he I mean it's an inte- uh, God, I'm giving him props for business though cuz that is genius. I mean, like depending on the celebrity and how niche they are and how diehard the fans are in that niche, you could pay for that VIP experience. Have them sign all that shit and make so much money over time, probably. Yeah, definitely. That's, I mean, whoever you are, fuck you, but good on you at the same time, because I I just hit me how genius that is. A business standpoint, it's smart, but from a social standpoint, you can piss right off. I agree with you. And as a fan, if you're going to get somebody's autograph, you also want like the experience just to have somebody scribbled on your, on your toy or your thing, like. You have an experience now. You I, met Ashley XD and Master Chief. Man. I was able to chat with both of them. She asked me, she's like, oh, where are you from? I said, um, originally from Vermont. And we were talking about, oh, so I've never been up there. I said, well, with fall coming around the corner, you have to drive up there because that's when the fall colors change. And she's like, that sounds so beautiful. I said, if you're ever in the south um, eastern part of the state, look up Hogback Mountain and there's a nice hundred mile view and like this really beautiful view from up there. Brooksy represent. Nice. 802 represent. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So it's, it's able to talk with these people. Yeah. It's great that I was able to get a signature, but they're people too. Yes. That's what I wanted. I wanted to meet her and Steve just to talk with them. And Although Steve was shorter than her, it was still great to meet them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then. No, but honestly, that's why I'm glad that I didn't meet Ewan McGregor and didn't go through all of that. Because I just want to to have a quick conversation and just say thank you. I don't want... Like, yeah, I'd probably fanboy slash fangirl slash fan they a lot. For sure. Um... But 
I just want to have a conversation with him and just thank you for making my childhood what it was. Yeah. Because if it wasn't for his portrayal of Obi-Wan Kenobi, I don't think I'd be as into Star Wars as I am. Say what you will that, oh, Alec Guinness. Yeah, Alec Guinness is a great actor and he portrayed the role that he was given very well. But I'm sorry, when I think about Obi-Wan Kenobi, I think Ewan McGregor. Mm-hmm. And his mannerisms and how he portrayed that character forever will be ingrained in my psyche. You're right about one thing, Master. Negotiations were short. Yeah. And it's not even that one. It's when I find when I saw Revenge of the Sith and the culmination of what that three part arc was for him, that's what did it and did it for me. Watching him go from the bright eyed, bushy tailed Padawan to the Jedi Master that ended up losing it all. Yeah. And then more recently, you know, years later he comes back to it and you get to see again that kind of the emotion how that affected him mm-hmm. and his acting in that series is that's so good that yeah i mean i can't sing praises enough on ewan mcgregor and his portrayal of that character i mean he's a fantastic actor to begin with um not worth 300 dollars just to meet for 30 seconds no and just to I snap agree. a photo with that's not what i want if my dream it will never happen in my lifetime but my dream would be just to run into him at a restaurant or sitting at the pub somewhere yeah and just have a conversation i don't think i'd start the conversation with oh my god you're my hero i think i'd start the conversation with can i buy you a drink yeah and, yeah. I, and I probably wouldn't utter a single word about being a Star Wars fan until the end. And I would just say, thank you. Thank you for being that I, I, piece of my childhood. I feel no. like they appreciate that more. Like, oh, the person treating me like human, a person. Human to human contact. Like that type of respect. I respect that. That's an honorable way to go about it. I, it's just, that's why, I, I, could I have done it? Could I have afforded to meet him? Yeah, I could have afforded it. Could I have afforded to meet other people? Yeah, but I don't want to do it in that setting. Yeah. I really don't. It's 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 one of those things where you get a quick bit of satisfaction, but eventually you're just gonna be like, I just have this photo and I only met Ewan for like twenty seconds. We didn't even talk about anything. It was just a photo, sign, that's it. Whereas what you're referring to is a much more human on human contact which i was able to experience with steve and ashley yeah and that's that's just it like to me it's not worth it to to sit there because for them that's work yeah that's work exactly and i don't want to meet my idol at work they're just another face i feel very similarly and also, like, slightly different, because I went and I did, um, I met Kevin Smith. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I did the photo op instead of uh, doing any of the autographs or anything, because I had done some research online, and they're like, do the photo, because it's a, phys- it's a memory. It's something you can look at and go, holy shit, that happened. But also, yeah, it's, you're literally paying, I think it was $80, and I had maybe, like, 40 seconds with the guy. But it was still one of the nicest things in the world to be like, this is a person that I have watched, that I've listened to, that I have, you know, I've listened to his podcast so many times. I feel like I'm in the room when he's talking. Yeah. And then just to see him, like, before I got out, like up to the line, he like opens up the curtain and he's just kind of like looking out at everybody. 
who's like in line and he starts chatting up the person in front. And I'm like, fucking A, that's a person that I've known that lives on the other side of the country in front of me right now. And, you know, I, I went up and did the picture and I walked up. I was wearing a Captain America shirt. Yeah. So when I walked up, he gives me a hug. He's like, hey, Captain. I'm I like, mean, oh. <laughs> see, I maybe I also have a different take on it. And that might be some of my life experiences and personal life. Um, some people know. Um, do you guys remember the 90s band Stone Temple Pilots? Yeah. So, yeah, you wouldn't. So um, through marriage. I'm related to Dean and Robert, the bass player and guitar player. And they grew up, they're the same age as my dad. Um, my great uncle married their sister. Um, and so my dad grew up with them down in New Jersey and they would come up here to Vermont to my grandfather's house. In fact, at Dean's house is a photo of him as a kid jumping my dad's dirt bike on my grandfather's property. So Maybe I have a different take on it because like I've been to those kinds of events where I, I would get that preferential treatment and get to hang out with them as people versus as the celebrities. I remember when I lived in California for, we would go to my great uncle Jack's house where we, for Thanksgiving and Dean and Robert would come over one year. Chester Bennington from Lincoln park was there. I met Chester Bennington. So, and again, we want to talk about nice dudes Chester Bennington is one of the nicest people. I was like seven years old. Like I had no idea who the hell I was talking to, but he would, he went out of his way to have a conversation with a seven year old kid at his friend's Thanksgiving party. And I love that for you. So like, as this like Vermonter guy, who's not really going to go out and across the world, like just to be able to meet like even for 30 seconds, like I'm not going to have a random experience, like at the grocery store or the gas station with like this guy that I, yeah. admire and look up to no it's true but to tell you how nice chester bennington is and how cool of a person he is so it was after scott whalen the lead singer of stone temple pilots he passed away from him finally lost his battle with addiction um but there was a while there where chester bennington was fronting stone temple pilots and this is how cool of a dude he was we were backstage talking with dean my dad and myself and chester comes up and says hello and a little ways through the conversation that we're having with him because he recognized my dad he looks over and recognizes me and like starts talking to me again and i was 20 at this time so like it was just it's surreal to get to know them on a different level and at that stage i was a little bit more shock and awe because i realized who he was and all of this stuff i still remember him coming up in his pink hair that he had when when he was fronting stone temple pilots and i remember him way back in 2000 when was it three 2002 when i met him the first time it was just such a cool experience so that's why for me i think next uh, going to a con will probably never be about meeting celebs moving forward like as much as i wanted to meet ewan never gonna be the thing for me yeah plus it was just a clusterfuck like they didn't expect as many people line to just to wait for him. That was honestly what I think caused 90% of the traffic jam. Cause if that main aisle that we talked about, that was just a madhouse was the direct access to get back to where all the meet and greets were. Yeah. So like, why would I want to be part of that? Don't even get me started on the uh, tattoo line. <laughs> That's exactly where it was. It was that whole aisle at the, sh- at the con it was right down Broadway, basically. Yeah. 
Yeah, going to Times Square. Goodness it was, gracious. It was horrible. It was Times Square on New Year's Eve status. Yeah. Also, one other vendor that was there that's a company I followed for a long time, and I was finally able to buy something for them and, and so happy to see was Misty Mountain Gaming. I know they go to all the cons all over the place, yep. uh, but I've never bought a product from them because I'm just like, I'm not spending $40 for a f- set of metal dice to ha- then have to pay for shipping. No, not doing it. But yeah. I finally bought a set of dice from Misty Mountain Gaming, and it was just the coolest setup they had there with all the leather-bound books and journals and all the dice and bags. It was like, this is awesome. You can't go wrong with those type of metal dice either. The dice that you got, that were they look sharp. They look awesome. Yeah, and what I like about them is that they are that um, sharp-cut metal dice. Yeah. You get so many dice, whether they're acrylic or not, where they don't have that kind of sharp cut to them. They're, very, they're a little bit more rounded and muted. These had that nice, sharp angles on them, and I'm like, I love it. I have a set of dice that's my set now, my second favorite. was my favorite before I bought these. Um, that is, are acrylic dice that I ordered off of Etsy that I had kind of custom-made, so that's part of the reason why they were, I liked them, but they have that nice, sharp cut. They're green, and then the criticals are purple, and I love it. Yeah, just I like my Lovecraftian set where... They're they're a mixture of color. They're acrylic, and mm-hmm. then the D20s have uh, the symbol of each perspective Lovecraftian deity on it. Nice. And you can't go wrong with some numerical polygons. Hey, uh, Brooksy. Yeah, I think we lost Corey. Yeah, I think a little bit. No, go on. We're talking about Dungeons and Dragons. No, I know. <laughs> I'm just here. That's just me. <laughs> yeah. So. But overall, guys, how did you feel about your fan expo experience? Me? <laughs> um, Corey, stop enter- answering text messages from the girl and just pay attention to the podcast overall, for five minutes. I uh, haven't. Uh, <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it, it was okay. I was a little bummed because I took on a mission for somebody else. I was supposed to meet a whole celebrity and get an autograph for another person. Which kind of like tainted the experience because I'm like, as much fun as I'm having, I have to make sure to do this. I was supposed to meet Ming-Na for a friend um, and get something signed. Ming-Na Wen, obviously Fennec, Mulan, everybody knows her, the cavalry from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, And the line was massive. Her photo op went longer than it was supposed to. By the time she got to the signing booth, there was a queue. I was in the queue number like 250 something, 280 or whatever. Um, by the time we left, probably like three hours after I joined the queue, they were at like 90 and below get to go meet her. So I was a little bit bummed that I didn't get to do that. But overall, the whole expo meeting all these like all the cosplayers being able to like tap them on the shoulder and be like, hey, I love your costume. It's awesome. And seeing them light up. I'm definitely going to be going back and definitely going to be uh, in costume when I do. Let me get Brooksy's thoughts, and then I will, let's touch on that subject real Hell. quick. I would say being able to be there, see all the costumes, was incredible. All the hard work, and like Corey said, being able to, hey, could I get a photo? Be like, oh yeah, absolutely. Just hearing that on a cosplayer's, or at least their look, if you can, if you could see their face. Uh, but hearing their tone when you asked them that was just, they'd light right up. And yeah, absolutely. Get a photo meeting Ashley and Steve 
was awesome. Awesome. The weight to me, Ashley, was one of the cons for me. Uh, just that one was of the just, cons at the con. One of the cons at the con. Just absolutely not good. No thanks. That wait was way too long. Corey, will you be back? At back. Fan Expo? Yes. Wherever the nearest one is next time. Yeah. Brooksy, will you be back? Good chances, yeah. Wherever it is. I will. I'm also a hard yes. Maybe on a less busy day, I would say. Yeah, yeah I agree. And Saturday would be the one to avoid. Which we've talked about it. We will be going again next year, and we are going to be cosplaying next year. Um, so we'll do updates as we work on our costumes throughout the year. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, we're going to 3d print some parts, some of our costumes. I know that much going to be legit. We got a year to build guys. We got a year to build. Yeah. Year to build or buy because building it apparently is like sometimes more costly than just buying this, the stuff so I've seen at, for the one that I'm doing. I want to just build the helmet. I could build the rest of the stuff that goes in that costume pretty inexpensively. I really want to build that helmet though, because I want it to be custom fit to my head. And I don't want to have to like be upset that with the product that I got that, I, that I bought. Yeah. I think that's the biggest piece for me. Um, with the one that you have planned, I think you will have a slightly easier time with adjustments than I will. That that was kind of the hope. And plus, you know, it's it's kind of general enough that I can do like two or three different versions. I, yes, I see what yes. you did there. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> but it, it, it's nice enough where you could print like two or three different versions and do, okay, here's, you know, the, the actual version. And then do a different paint job. Try it a little bit smaller. Try it a little bit bigger. Yeah, I and have, it's not too much. I to have to go print. in and like really measure my head and make sure I, that I don't have to scale the print model too much. Um, because I plan to go all out with it. Uh, you guys know what I plan to do, and it's yep. going to be all out, and it's going to be legit. Hey. And those that know it will instantly be like, "Yo, nice!" Yeah. Yeah, you can't you can't half ass that one. No, I mean, and, you, and the one you're doing, if you're gonna do that specific version of the character, you can't half ass it as well. You know what I mean, Corey? Because it's, it, it's got to be clean, and it's as much the costume, and we got to be able to get into character. That's the thing. That's what the people love. You know. Well, that's the nice thing about mine. No speaking lines. Oh, I'm already practicing my accent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, mine's mine's relatively easy. It just requires just a lot, a lot of cloth, <laughs> a lot of cloth, breathable. Yeah, breathable like Egyptian you, cotton. Make sure you sew <laughs> pockets onto that one. I'm going to. Yes, oh, I'm going to backpack. I'm so glad, and also kind of bummed because my back was like wet by yeah. the time we left. Well, I think that I think we've learned some lessons from this first time actually going to Fan Expo. We've, we've learned some lessons. Also, by the way, if you're ever in Boston and you're coming from, let's just say you're going to Boston just for a day trip, take Route 2, park at Alewife Station, take the T in. I have driven in Boston enough in my life to know that when, I, that when you take the T, it is so much less stressful. As, as long as you have a buddy. It's $10 for 
the T and the bus. Mm-hmm. $10. It, from from on the outskirts of Boston to right through the heart of it. It's pro it granted it can get a little crowded down there because obviously it's it's public transportation, but it beats waiting in traffic. Trust me. I spent quite a few to- quite a bit of time in Boston when I uh, uh, several years ago um on weekends. I can tell you it's just not worth driving. New York driving sucks because of how many people and how everyone's just so angry. Yeah. But at least it's a fucking grid and you can get from point A. I need to go there. I can see my destination up there. There's just traffic in front of me. Boston, that fucking city. Oh my god. Yeah, it's I, it's like, oh, the street right next to me is where I have to go. But oh, that's a do not enter street. And you have to take six other streets just to end up on the street that you need to be at. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. You might as well just become Superman in Metropolis and just fly if you want to get around in Boston versus whoever in came up with the grid system in New York. Well done. You are smart. The one who com- made up Boston. No. Oh, Boston was just not. thrown together. I mean, yeah. no, not the history it's like arc. a five-year-old be like, I did it. A city. They, they, sure. Literally, when Boston was founded, they're like, I will trade you this stone for this bushel of tea that you yourself do not drink because it is a drink from Britain, but you natives won't drink it. And this land here is mine. Wherever I want to mark it off. Well, flip a coin. Well, either call it Rhode Island or Kirkwood <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much how they were like, all right, well, land it on tails, so we gotta make it all twisty turvy and timey wimey. But yeah, yeah. no, New York is way more I mean, I wouldn't want to drive in either of them, to be honest. To be, but yeah, good. I will New tell York, you that concrete jungle. I will tell you f- the best way to go to New York from where we live. It's four hours, so it's really not like a terrible drive. But best way to go is take the train. It adds two hours to the journey. But if you take the train in now, you don't have to deal with the uh, issues of driving in New York. And you get right p- in at Grand Central Station. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, that's that's Penn Station, but hmm? Penn Station. Oh, did they change it? Well, there's another station. It's not Grand Central. Penn, the Amtrak comes in to Penn Station in Boston. I mean, mm-hmm. New York. But it's still cool because it drops you right on Times Square. Okay, you can't beat that. Yeah. If I remember correctly. But if it wasn't right on Times Square, it was pretty damn close to Times Square that I like turned down a block and was there, if I remember correctly. But take the take the train in to, to New York every time. Because, yeah, it's like, oh, it cost me X amount of dollars for the train ticket. It would have cost you an arm and a leg in parking. Just take a fucking taxi everywhere. True. You you end up basically breaking even in the end, but you don't have the mental frustration. So you're obviously ahead. True. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Good to know when we someday go to New York Comic Con. Yeah, absolutely. What? New York Comic Con? That one you got to get your tickets pretty early. That I sounds heard. like hell. I don't know about that one. Yeah, I have to like that. That's that's a one where you. That's legitimately. All of us sweaty nerds would just have to take our broke asses and share a hotel room and might have to share a bed and then get up and go to the con. Hope you guys get comfy. Get get comfortable. Will you be wearing jorts? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're wearing something? I wouldn't be wearing anything. 
Okay, Tanner's going commando, and maybe I'll cosplay. sleep in the tub. <laughs> okay. It's going full Thor, love, and thunder. You flicked too hard, damn it. <laughs> I loved it. I, I, I full on expect you to say I loved it. Not what? <laughs> I'm quoting the thing. Yeah, you are. Oh. <laughs> that didn't work. That didn't work. No, my, my best favorite would have to be. Um, Tanner, what you got there? Oh, a smoothie. I think I think Brooks is referring to you being without <laughs> clothes on. <laughs> Listen, nobody wants to see that. I, I like. I'm sorry for putting that image in your head. It's too late. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's it's already in there. Yeah, my own girlfriend doesn't even want to see it half the time. I got nothing. To say to that. Yeah. <laughs> got nothing. Listen, after a few years, the magic's gone. So. No. <laughs> uh-huh. What? It just the, got uh, dark. <laughs> All those TikToks where it's like three months into dating. Do you really have to go to work? Why can't you just stay in bed and we can do that thing again? Three years later, you off to work? Yeah. All right. See you later. Love you. Oh, by the way, I have our Tuesday appointment where we do the. Yeah, I got to cancel that because I'm meeting somebody. That's legitimately how it happens. <laughs> oh. Unless you're Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, and then it's, hey, I'll see you later, I left a turd in the bed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I forgot that she did that. I didn't. The court? The court. (laughs) The court. It's it's, in the U.S. court system now. She pooped on my bed. (laughs) (laughs) I guess she's trying to, like, counter sue or something. So she's trying to get the case retried, so... What happened, as far as I can tell, is a juror of a similar, if not same name, uh, showed up. But that was so basically. It, let's just say it was address uh, the jury summons was addressed to Johnny Smith Jr. or Johnny Smith Senior, and the junior showed up in that case, who lived at the same address, and. That's what some of her appeal is, is saying, well, this is a, uh, this changes the whole jury pool and makes it so that this trial is uh, null and void, essentially. Yeah, your face is literally my reaction. So, uh, what? Yeah. Well, <laughs> is there, he no longer a peer? So that's just it is I was reading about it from some, uh, I won't call them legal experts, but from attorneys that this has happened before in trials, and most times it doesn't get thrown out. Oh. I thought that said a lot higher of a price. I'm sorry. I thought that said 1670 per month. I'm like, wow, you gotta pay for, like, Pentagon security. Holy moly. So, on my computer screen, um, I use Bitdefender as my antivirus, and uh, an ad bo- popped up for it, and it's for only $1.67 a month. And Brooksy thought it was sixteen hundred. Hey, you got that Pentagon defense. Holy moly! It was honestly like eighty bucks. It's like eighty bucks a year, and I can see here five devices. Impressive. That's actually a really good deal. Yeah, yeah you can't go Hey, Bit Defender, would you like to do an ad on our show? <laughs> I use your product on everything. Um, Avatar Studios has announced that their first product out the gate is going to be a feature-length film about the gang with two A's. 
as adults. Aang and Sokka, Katara. Listen, Corey's only bringing this up because we got mad at him last <laughs> week, after last recording. Because he left, and I'm look, scrolling through my, on my phone, and it's like, and I saw the announcement, and I sent it to the group to the group chat that we have. I'm like, guys, they're doing this, and he's like, oh yeah, I meant to say that. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? I thought you already knew. Well, then he got. Don't forget, he also got mad because you and I were going through our Mass Effect fanboy moment. Oh yeah, all oh, Mass Effect. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you know what? I'll I, try it. I'll try it. But until I do, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I particularly look forward to this film. I um. Do you know if it's gonna? I assume it'll be like the same uh, animation style. I'm fairly certain it's gonna be. Oh, that'll be good. Now, do they do a theatrical release? Do you think? If they're smart, yeah, because there's a lot they could cover in that movie. Yeah, you're, yeah. There's a lot. I would do a theatrical release because as we become adults, we would definitely go see that. Our parents wouldn't have brought us to see that, but we will go see that. Plus, what? we deserve an Avatar movie that is not shit. I don't care if it's animated. We deserve. I one. mean, I mean, the no, whole. True. I mean, the whole final four chapters basically was a movie, though. Yeah, you got a good point on that, but it was still good nonetheless. Or was it the final two chapters? I'm thinking two. Two, two, but they did an hour and a half each. I think. Yes, that's what it was. It was. Uh, I'm pretty sure the first one was Phoenix King Ozai, Ozai, and then it was Avatar Aang as the last one. Very, I, ha- very I last have a one. point, and this is kind of controversial. I don't know why you raise your hand. Yes, every Tanner. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I was getting at. He's like, you right. Pick me! I got my hand raised! It's slightly, pick me. slightly <laughs> yeah. controversial. This is something that has been brought to my attention. Butter toast. Now, do you put Gravy. Butter, butter, butter side up or down? In my mouth. What do you mean? What? <laughs> so, <laughs> apparently, there's this thing going around the internet now that if you think that Aang is a more powerful avatar than Korra, you're a sexist. Now, I have to bring this up because I'm sorry. It's not that I hate Korra, but she is nowhere near to the level that Aang was. Aang mastered the four elements by the age of 12. Yeah, granted, she had control of three by the time she was 16, but she didn't master all four until she was 17, almost 18, I think, 16 to 18, somewhere in that range. And then she gets absolutely bodied by everyone that she goes up again. Yeah, see, that's why I watched Legend of Korra one time all the way through, and I was like, I think I'm just gonna stick with Legend of Avatar. Well, the thing is, is you have to be like, oh, yeah, the benders are better. Well, yeah, the benders are better, because now we have technology as well, so things change a little bit, and now you have metal bending kind of all over the place. Yeah, sure, I'll give it that. But that being said, a 12-year-old took down Fire Lord Ozai at the peak level that a firebender can be at. He was just a firebender, though. Like, he had all four elements. Okay, and Amon was just an airbender. Not Amon, I'm. He's a here. I'm, I'm with. We're yeah, talking about. But... Yeah, but this is, this is Sozin's comet. This is like a once in a hundred year event that basically beefs up every firebender you go from like a lighter to a fucking flamethrower status i think the whole point with Korra is that maybe she's not as physically strong as ang but 
in terms of what she had to deal with she's and overcome. Mentally, okay, okay. Uh, mentally, she's probably stronger than Aang. I'll yes. give it that. Spiritually, she fails again because Aang was much more spiritual than her. I would imagine Aang at the same age that Korra is at the end of Legend of Korra probably whoops her butt. Every Sorry. time. Sorry. Nine, Nine times out of ten. sexist because Kiyoshi would kick both of their fucking asses. Oh, Kiyoshi? Yeah, yeah. Kiyoshi. Oh, with her nine... What was it? What, Dude, what? Roku sucked by comparison. Like, oh. could you imagine having to be Kiyoshi and be Roku's avatar guide? Like, are you fucking kidding me, bro? He, he didn't he, kill him. What? Kill him. Why? Just kill him. But th- that's not the avatar. I, what I said, kill him. But he's my friend. Kill him. Yeah, no. If Kiyoshi was the avatar in that position. There would be no Sozin. There would be no war. She would have just fucking ended it. Hey, did you ever hear about the Fire Nation? The what nation? She would just earthbend it right back and then down into the ocean. Was she the one? Raise the sea. She was the one that in the novel didn't she turn like the blood of somebody into glass? Yeah, freezes the guy's blood. Yeah, like instantly. Those novels, the two Rise of Kyoshi and them, Shadow even though Kiyoshi, sat here forever. They're fucking amazing. I recommend the audiobooks because audiobooks are fantastic and sound design and everything. But they're really, really good books. And there's another one about um, who's the Arabian Yang Chen. There's another one oh, that they she just was announced. Dog shit too. If you look at the lore, e- yes, because her, she, well, Kuruk left her. No, yeah, Kuruk left her screwed. Like, screwed. But Kirk also, like, everyone gave him shit because he died so young and all that, but Kirk also was doing a lot more in the spirit world. He was fighting spirits, and he was dying from something, and yeah. he just, like, yeah. Kirk was more of a thug than he gets credit for. Yang Chen, she gets credit for being a great avatar, according to the lore, but that's also because she was kind of just, like, a paper, a paper pusher. She just really kept the peace. <laughs> on a diplomatic level what was it was a quick glimpse but there was a there was a fire uh nation um original avatar like before oh the like he has kind of like the jafar hat he has the yeah. jafar hat who he did know. something but we don't know i think they've only really de- gone as far back as Kurik. I, in, in they may reference him in the second kiyoshi book i'm pretty sure they like say his name but I'm not sure what he does. I, all I know is from what I've read online is he developed a very unique type of bending, which was able to control volcanic eruptions, which was actually what Sozin used a little bit. But he was able to like if a full blown volcano was about to erupt, he was able to control by How? using fire and earthbending. Okay, so the episode when Aang gets his fl- the flashback to Roku and Sozin, like the whole like Zuko learning his stories, his family's history, and all of that stuff. Yes. Yo, dude, how much of a fucking loop is it? Like, oh, Sozin showed up to help his friend and save his friend, and then he's like, "Fuck you, peace out, motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, uh, that one hurts. Up. That one hurt. Avatar and the Fire Lord. That episode is so good. That's one of my favorites. Like, if I'm going to rewatch a specific episode, I think that's the episode that I watch. Is Zuko learning about the other half of his family? Yeah. Is essentially, he's literally spiritually bound to Aang. And that's why I like about uh, Zuko is he 
he eventually finds that bond with him. Well, and that's the other thing that I loved in the comics that came out is in that first one, The Promise, where um, you want me to have to kill your grandson, your great-grandson, Kazuko related by marriage. His, his mom's family, right? Yes. Zuko. So yeah, Zuko is related to Roku. Yeah. Ursa? Yeah, his, yeah. his yeah. Ursa was um, Roku's daughter. Great. Granddaughter. I, I yeah, so. it, 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 she's a descendant from... It's like either great or just grandchild. Yeah. So it... And those... It's really cool when they have to come at odds because you see both Zuko and Aang struggling with the world dynamic that they're left with, their friendship, and doing what's right. Like, they literally, Zuko makes Aang promise him, if you see me turning like my father, kill me. Yeah. And Aang's kind of like having a hard time with the concept of that. Yeah. And no, those it, comics are really good, and I really hope that they draw and pull from those in that movie that they do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like a flat couple of flashbacks. The third, the third one, I could give a shit less about that one. The first two were decent, but that third comic where it's about the um, factory and dealing with Toph's side of it, of the world progressing, couldn't couldn't care less. It was kind of boring. The one, the promise is good, and. Um, Whatever the second one is called. The search is the one that gives you more background on Zuko's mom, right? Yeah, it gives yeah. you all the background on Zuko's mom. I gotta have, I think, the first two somewhere. I gotta grab them. No, you have all three, because I, I borrowed the third one from you, too. Oh, okay. And then I gave it back to cool. you. Cool. And I know Timmons has one. So I gotta get them all together in one place. Yeah, I remember you them. dropped it off, and I texted you that night that I finished it, and you're like, how the fuck did what you finish that? <laughs> uh, so... In the Avatar movie, what are the odds that one like one of these three characters dies? Momo, Sokka, or Cabbage Guy? Nobody. No. None no, because Sok- Sokka doesn't die until uh, um, Korra's alive. Because re- they reference that in Legend of Korra that Chief Sokka and I defend uh, helped lead the um, defend against the Red Lotus. Yeah. yeah. So it's not Sokka. Um, Momo. Sad. I was Do thinking you know about what's that even the other day. sadder? Hear me the fuck out. Katara had to bury her husband and Appa the same day. That's a lot of digging. <laughs> Toph probably helped. Maybe. No, she was probably running around doing her own but thing. But think about that. Appa's been there your entire, the, your entire relationship, and you lose both of them. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> That's just too sad. A single tear rolls down the cheek. Yeah, I mean, like, and of course, his kids are probably already born. Maybe one. Maybe she's like pregnant. No, because he had already spent time with Tenzin. Yeah, yeah. Tenzin and him were. Tenzin's the youngest, right? Yeah, Yeah. they were very close. Him and him and Tenzin, obviously being yeah, Boomy. It sounds like in him were close for a time, and then when Tenzin showed to be an airbender that was the end of it yeah i mean which makes sense but it's it's really sad to think about some of the things that avatar does emotionally yeah we're not gonna talk about tales of bossing say emotional damage (laughs) this episode was brought to you by no one because we don't have a sponsor yet 
uh, please help us out so that we can get some sponsors by downloading the episode and, and sharing it with all your friends. Yes. Be sure to also like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. If you're not, that's at Dorkside Nexus at Dorkside Nexus dot com. And please spread the word. It really helps us out. Mm-hmm. We got some cool things set up, some interviews that we've got going on and some other stuff. So if you want to be the first to know about it, hit that subscribe button, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, stay hydrated. Stay hydrated, people. And we'll see you in, in the, the Nexus. Nexus. Did I do it?